Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I'm delighted to welcome Sanjeev Silla from Infinity Investments to the show. Thank you, for Sanjeev, for taking time. I appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you, Sadhguru. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my pleasure to be on the show. Awesome. So for our viewers and listeners, Sanjeev has a huge IT background into healthcare. Uh, he's been working as a W2 employee for a long time. He branched out into establishing his own company, uh, serving healthcare industry. And then suddenly he, it dawned on him that yes, real estate is a great place to be in and of course place cash and to scale, you need to be in multifamily. So that diversion happened along with uh, his friends and now fellow partners in his company, he has a uh, $40 million portfolio and is definitely uh, going up the scale. So we are here to uh, you know, learn more about his story and learn some of his prior experiences. Uh, and I think it will be a lot more engaging for listeners to listen to his story. Uh, so Sanjeev, uh, without further ado, Help us kind of get started in terms of, you know, how you came about, what was your background and how you kind of came in a big way in multifamily today. Thank you for the introduction, Sarkar. So um, in year 2010, uh, I established a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to live in Denver at that point of time. We just had a baby, my second kid, we used not 10. Um, when I was reading the book, I understand that you need to have passive income. Passive income, real estate sure. is a place to invest, but I was not sure where to start or to sure. start. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, we relocated to Dallas uh, year 2011, thinking that uh, uh, I used to work for action at the time, I can travel anywhere in the country at the same time. Um, the population growth and job growth, and the way Dallas going at the time, maybe 6 million population, is, I thought that's the right place to move, right? Relocated sure. to mm-hmm. Dallas. Uh, things really went well. I think if you look at Dallas population, 7 million. I think in less than seven years, we have a million people uh, more in Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how I came to uh, Dallas. Then um, with the Rich Dad um, book, uh, I was thinking that uh, I need to start buying uh, uh, homes. Even before that, I was thinking of the stock market. I know that I don't have much control on that. You know, I, don't, I did not do well. Uh, I, I was looking for something uh, which I can control. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I'm, I was thinking about single family, but again, we know that there's not much uh, economy of scale. Uh, then uh, I went into a multifamily, where the main thing is economy of scale, mm-hmm. and we can easily scale up. That's the reason I moved to multifamily. 
Sure, sure, sure. Now, uh, Sanjeev, you kind of, how did that realization also came about that you want to be specifically in multifamily? Why not buy a, a group of single family homes and things like that and kind of come that way? What was it about single family that uh, kind of you, you really wanted to be and kind of uh, give us a sense of, you know, how you educated yourself that, uh, yes, multifamily is perhaps the right way to move forward into it? So I know that uh, like, uh, it took me seven years to buy my home. Sure. And you know that something goes on, it takes a long time to fix. It could be toilet, sure. it could be drywall painting. I had to call any man. To be frank, we're busy life, we don't have much time, right? Sure, sure. And also we need to leverage our expenses and you know, you can buy a home. We can't buy a home next to each other. Yeah, you cannot leverage the expenses, you know, if you buy a, 60, 70 units. That's mm-hmm. where you can leverage the expenses. Pro- and also you can probably bring in a professional management company. They can manage for you. And sure. for you, just manage the management company. That mm-hmm. sounds like a real business more than the cash flow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to build a business, right? Sure. And multifamily is a place, we can invest in single family, maybe mm-hmm. a few hundred dollars maybe based on mortgage. But the multifamily is more than cash flow. So, building a business. That's sure. what attracted me. Uh, I see. I see. Thank you. So now uh, your deals, uh, uh, Sanjeev, are all in Dallas. Am I correct? Uh, you yes, said? that's correct. Okay. Okay. So now Dallas has been growing, Sanjeev. You know, uh, we are obviously kind of seeing that the prices on a per unit basis are definitely slowly inching up what used to be three years ago. Now coming back into 2019 and 20, you are seeing that uh, the deals have been going pricier and pricier, right? So for someone listening, you know, uh, can you maybe help us uh, give us some sure. underwriting principles uh, as to, you know, how you underwrite or what are sort of your, uh, you know, sort of your favorite things that you always look for in deals? Absolutely. Before that, my uh, thoughts, let's going back to the question, the price of going up. Sure. At the same time, we need to realize that the rent's also going up. Of course, sure. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And as you know, the way you value the multifamily is different from single family. So the more income you make, that means sure. the value will go up. Sure. So price will go up. For me, prices, maybe that's not a big deal. As mm-hmm. long as numbers make sense, where I see an opportunity increase in my, my value. That, that's sure. Right. sure, sure. And going back to the second part of the question, the under, underwriting base, the first thing is, I, it's all about location, hyper-local, you know, really it's all about hyper-local. Sure. The first thing, when I get a deal from a broker or somebody, I look at the demographics and mm-hmm. what is their median income. If his median income is anywhere between less than $40,000, probably I will not touch. I, okay. I don't even spend time. Even nowadays, given the uh, COVID, we don't know always economy going into in the next two, three months or sure. next year. So I'm sending my criteria, I will look at least $45,000 of median income in the, within a mile, not three months, within a mile. That's okay. number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is based on my experience, probably I will not look for chiller, flat roofs, mm-hmm. um, no boiler, preferably no boilers. This sure. is the basic criteria. And number next one is I will see if there's an opportunity for the value add, that's the main thing, you know? Sure. Because it's a four, as you know, that's, you know, you've been doing for a lot, long time. Um, we need to, how we can increase the value by force appreciation. You know? Sure. Uh, one of the deal which uh, in Arlington, uh, last month I leased 10 units 
Can you believe? And my NOI is increased by 30 percent because wow. standard mm. units we increase the premium. I mean, each one we increase by 170 to 200 dollars. I mean, it's a huge increase. So sure, sure. The number, number four is um, um, what do you call uh, deep value or, or value adds. Sure. This is a basic criteria. I look into anything, and also we look into hey, it's close to any highways. You know, I'll be talking about if you look at my property, it's all close to look school, walkable to elementary school, high school, middle school, and I have one deal is next to big hospital. I mean, okay. you cannot go along. Even of sure. course, economy is from the big picture, but again, as as mentioned earlier, it's all hyper local. It's all about location, location, location. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of value adds, right? Uh, what sort of value add you look at, Sinju? Like, obviously, uh, you know, we all know that value add can be, you know, extremely uh, heavy lift where you are doing a lot more renovations and things like that. Or are you more towards into stabilized properties needing some light uh, renovations that we call like a light value add? Are you doing uh, sim- something similar, uh, by the way? So basically, again, as you mentioned that, uh, I look for at least 90 percent not 20. If not, I won't go because I don't want to go at this point of my career, go to 50 percent occupancy, tunnel, maybe that could pay off a long time. But right now, I want to focus on 90 percent. The reason is 90 percent, the loans from the government agency will get a loan easily, which is non-recourse loan. Okay, sure, right? Sure. And uh, I do do value as I was uh, giving an example. I'm spending anywhere between eight to thirteen thousand dollars. The reason is that gum. Some of the demographic you cannot do. First, you need to look at the demographics, what they're looking, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. I have some properties in Calgary where I don't do grant upgrade, but in this case, I'm doing grant upgrade. I also open the kitchen and mm-hmm. painting, everything is renovated. I'm spending anywhere between eight to thirteen thousand uh, um, dollars. It's all about demographics where you can. Sure. Right sure. now, we have no everything is lease, free lease, everything, sure. and uh, sure. there's nothing to do. So it's all about location and demographic. Um, sure. Sure, sure. Thank you. So now, uh, Sanjeev, you are a group of four people uh, within your company. Can you maybe describe sort of your strategy of selecting various partners and kind of seeing that who can do which role and, you know, you can align their strengths to uh, different parts of the business that need to be done. Sure. Can you share, share your thoughts on how to go about forming the partnerships? And again, I know we talked briefly before the call. It's all about teamwork. Make sure, sure that you have a good team and those we can supplement your skills, right? Sure. In my case, when I joined two or four years back where I want to do multifamily, I have no experience with multifamily. Mm-hmm. So I, I found somebody, we have the same thought process, like-minded. At the same time, we have multifamily experience. Sure. That's number mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is, uh, me, I wanted to understand each and every aspect of multifamily, not just uh, getting a deal, not just operations, raising the money. I just want to make sure that everything, I can understand all aspects so that I can be uh, independent in the coming year, right? Sure, that's sure. that's my goal. It's sure. all mutual, right? And, sure, sure. and so in my case, you know, I got the deals and underwrite the deal. <clears throat> First two deals, my partners, so they will take care of running the operations. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense because I never experienced. Sure. And uh, my, I, I trusted them. I relayed them. They took care of all the day-to-day operation of the uh, first two properties. Mm-hmm. But on the third deal, I told I wanted to make sure that I will take care. Sure. So sure. Uh, I was focusing in getting a deal and uh, Fox City, which I closed uh, eight, nine months ago. 
uh, now I'm taking care of day-to-day -day op operations, right? And one of my partners, Paulo, is is uh, uh, investor relations and communication with the investors, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I focusing on uh, getting a deal, acquiring a deal, unwrapping the deal, and how to close the deal. Now I'm also taking care of how to take care of day day operations. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you for sharing that detail. Now, Sanjay, for new investors who are looking to, uh, uh, you know, invest or perhaps looking to get into multifamily, what can you advise? Like, what could be some of the first uh, few steps they can take so that they can, you know, kind of come into multifamily investing? Uh, what can you share your advice about that? So definitely, so for me, we we get past what's your goal, right? Mm -hmm. First, understand what you want from finance perspective. Then, more than the deal, to me, the people we are sponsoring is very very important for you. That, that's mm -hmm. what my look is. You need to trust the people more than that. Like you know, uh, for me, a lot of the investors invest with me, family and friends. Probably they never seen the deal, mm -hmm. but they rely on me. Sure. They trust me. They mm -hmm. trust my partners and their mm -hmm. friends. So it's, that's n number two. Number three is you need to have basic uh, uh, understanding about property A. What kind of cap rate they're looking? What kind of uh, location? And mm -hmm. look at the demographics and what, what kind of returns they're giving to us, right? And sure. also making sure that what kind of, uh, what's going to GP, what's going to LP. I think mm -hmm. this is a basic thing. Uh, uh, and nowadays, so people say that some of the, this is a question I always uh, come to. So people say, hey, I cannot invest in the cover funding. I can do online. Why should I invest with you? Right? Mm -hmm. I told them that, you know, investing with me is like buying from something from Costco versus buying something from Sogas, right? Yeah. So um, it's all about, see, if, if you're investing in online, probably you don't have much customer service. Probably he never seen that uh, sponsor, but in my case, you're seeing me in, you can control me. I mean, you can ask me any question. Sure. It's very transparency. I think when compared to crowdfunding, I think that's what I think uh, I'm the best. Uh, the, that's what I give my perspective, but it's up to you to make a decision because it's a lot of money, right? Sure. So giving you money means, it's, I, even I tell to all my friends and family, thank you for trusting me, but there's a risk here. I sure. cannot guarantee any returns or the opportunity you may lose all the money. Sure, sure. Please talk to your wife, talk to your family before you make a decision and then only I'll take the money from them. Sure, sure, sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. Now, Sanjay, speaking of all the returns and your first deal and things like that, can you maybe perhaps share some details, your first deal size, uh, you know, how it came about and also perhaps, you know, was it like, uh, you know, on market or was it through brokers and things like that? Sure. Um, I, I believe in relationships. It's multifamily. Um, I know, I think I was talking about the 80-20 rule. 80% mm -hmm. oh, of uh, deals actually bringing to you by brokers, 20% of the brokers. Sure. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have a relationship broker. The first deal is in Carrollton, which is 68 units. Mm -hmm. uh, I got for $5.5 million approximately, mm -hmm. with 6.97 cap uh, mm -hmm. a few years back. Um, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a flat, it's a picture roof, it's a great location. The mean income is actually $70,000. You can mm -hmm. that, or one to sure. three miles. And very strong. We have ice, very high school and uh, uh, middle school, every elementary school, everything is walkable. Um, sure. This is, uh, looks like uh, the, the, the broker wanted to, initially they wanted to take as an exemption, but some people did not work. And later on, it came as a new loan. 
Mm-hmm. So I was the first one to get into that one. I know the broker. I've been touring many properties, and you know what I'm looking because since first deal, I want to be a little conservative, not five sure. to six million dollars. And I got a call. I seen that property, and uh, we quickly underwrite the deal. It makes sense. And more than that, it's like ten miles from my home. Okay. <laughs> and it's a great location. And okay, why not? Uh, in sure. fact, uh, I, um, I'm putting it on the market right now. Oh, okay. I've been getting a call to get because people wanted to have that asset, you know, his location. Sure. Uh, we wanted to have a long term planning. So that's my first deal. Uh, it's called New Orleans. I see. I see. Thank you. So share your best advice in you as far as, you know, a lot of like new investors are watching the show and trying to understand, you know, uh, how to sort of safeguard themselves and things like that. Can you share some of your best advice in terms of, you know, how to stay disciplined and how to be, you know, sort of in an always active mode in this multifamily business? So, Again, stay focused, self-discipline in writing the deals. Uh, don't be crazy uh, mm-hmm. uh, for something, right? Making sure that uh, it's more than our money, our friends and family's money. That's sure. always keep in my mind, right? Coming to best practice, it's all about location, as I mentioned, that, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. number three is, and at the same time, interest rates is very low nowadays, right? Sure. Yeah, no, sure. Low three, which is a great asset, you know. And uh, look at the cap rate too, you know. If somebody buying it, uh, like uh, I got some of my deals, like first one, like seven cap, six point five, five point five. Of course, it's a class B deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody asks me to buy at four cap, probably I will not buy. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a five, six cap, maybe I'll think about that. Mm-hmm. But given this COVID season. To be honest, I don't see that impact in my deal so far. Sure. Maybe delinquents for one property a little bit up. And one property I've been issuing the distribution, although I promised nine, I'm giving five to keep the cap uh, cap with me. Sure. Uh, at the same time, uh, uh, we don't know what's coming next two months, right? Sure. Uh, sure. Unless it's a big discount on the price, I mm-hmm. can buy. But I don't want it to... I'm keep underwriting the deals, but I don't want to give an alert. I don't want it to buy anything at least for the next two months. Sure. I just want us to wait and see. And of course, uh, as you know, that if you look at 2008, 2009, the best deals came after one year, right? Absolutely. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Patience is a key here. Airline as you have the time, discipline, and don't be crazy in giving your deals. It's not about how many deals you wanted to make. <laughs> it's all about if the numbers are working or not. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.